0: welcome to this week's edition of dugout dish podcast in the clubhouse i'm joined by my co-host coach glasser what's going on waiting for this game to start i hear you we got a hot topic. Uh comes up based off some conversations that we've had and in, in the transition that we've watched high school players have to make. And I think that this not only applies to college players who are currently on campus, uh, guys who are will be going to college. I think it's important for high school guys to wrap their head around this. And for the high school coaches out there who might be listening, this might be a topic you want to cover with your dudes to help them prepare a little bit better. But Managing the running game. I think it is one of the steepest learning curves that most high school kids have, high school pitchers have when they get to college. And I'm not sure if there's ever been a high school pitcher that I've come across in the decade that I did it who didn't have to learn the importance of managing the running game and how to manage the running game immediately upon getting to campus. And I think it can be uncomfortable. I think it's a big adjustment for kids. And I think the big thing for me is I don't think that, I don't think that kids understand how important it is in order, how important it is for you able to be able to manage the running game to give yourself a chance to get on the field. No, they don't. Like, you, you,
1: you cannot pitch at the college level if you're going to be above a one- for argument's sake, I'm going to say a one five, um, but it's far lower than that. Like, you know, if were, we're all things considered, like everyone's going to have a stopwatch out. You're going to be watching. You know, you're going to know your. You know, it's like when I coach, like we had it posted in the dugout of what our steal times were. You know, from first move for you know my the runner to when you hit second base. So like we had a steal time, and then you add in like when they start throwing the in-between innings and you can get a, you know, generally the first inning you're in the best one, but you know, you, you can add the, 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 st- the the, move to home plate plus the pop time, to second base. And it gives you at least a baseline number right there to say like, okay, these five guys are good. These five guys are meh. And these guys can't steal. Um, you know, and, and if that, the, the higher that number goes, obviously the more, Stolen bases, you are going to give up. Now, this is this is huge at the collegiate level because there's a lot more strategy. And this is where we're like, if we're talking one, if we're talking one, four, one, five, and above, like we're talking fastballs. Like it's going to obviously be slower with breaking balls and off speed pitches. Um, you know, but you're like you're, you're, it's a cat and mouse game. You're trying to guess the right opportunity to be able to steal a base, you're trying to guess the right opportunity to hit and run. To run and hit the button run whatever it might be um you know and and the the longer you are from a a a pitch delivery time standpoint to the plate the easier it is like you don't have to guess you know if the catcher's a 2-2 and you're a 1-8 like no one's throwing anybody out you're just giving up free bases left and right and the more free bases you give up, the more opportunities the other team has to score, which now instead of them having to get two hits likely to score a runner from first, they need one. Um, you know, and, and same thing, you know, if this goes into holds, it goes into looks, it goes into, it's not just how quick can you deliver this ball to the plate? You know, you, you got a runner on first or second, like your shortstop is likely going to be telling you how many looks, shortstop is going to be working in, second baseman's working in, what type of picks do we have, all of that stuff you know, you have to be able to pick to first. You can't just have one pickoff move. You know, if you're a left-hander, you're generally going to be a read guy or a predetermined guy, you know? So there, there's a lot more that goes into this than just like, well, you know, I'm a, he's a one three, like, okay. But like if you're a one three and all you do is hold twice and then deliver without looking, like everyone can time that up and you're going to like, they're still going to be able to steal bases, you know? So, and this is why, you know, conversely, you talk about it from a catching standpoint, like, you know, you want to be really good behind the plate, but it's also why, like, and I've said this before, I I, I hate the, 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 the pop time being the end all be all of whether or not you can catch because, you know, you're not going to be able to throw anyone out if nobody on the staff or certain people on the staff can't hold runners. You know, flip side, they're likely not going to be in the game because you can't be trusted enough in tight situations to get outs. And if anyone gets on, it's going to be a merry-go-round and we could be losing like
0: that. Yeah, I mean, you get to a college game and every not everybody can run, but when you get to the college, the second baseman, the shortstop, the center fielder, the right fielder, and usually the third baseman, they uh, those guys can run. So if you're a 1-4 or a 1-5 and the catchers are 2 and let's be honest, that's what most catchers are. Even the really good throwers, like you see this shit on perfect game or whatever, guys throwing 175s, like it's not true. It's (laughs) not real. Um, But it's just a basic math equation. And then when you mix in some of the finer points that you were talking about, like can you hold, can you mix up your looks, do you have an effective pickoff move, Can can you pick to pick somebody off? And I think that's a big difference. A lot of guys can pick and throw over to first, but if you deliver the ball chest high, you're never throwing anybody out. Do you have a pitcher who can deliver the ball in the right spot? Like it's a lot more nuanced than having quick feet, right? Like where you put the ball really matters. You're talking about split seconds here. But if you're a college coach and you you see a guy who's one five one six, like it's like get him rolling, baby. Like we're going. Especially if you can pick a breaking ball count, like it's free. Ooh. And you know, you you get a kid who settles into a pattern. You know, he throws a breaking ball every 1-1 one, one count, like, adios, baby. Runners in scoring position, um, it's big. I think the other thing that a lot of guys don't talk about, too, in pitchers, I think it's really important that you simulate throwing out of the stretch and you actually work out of the stretch is a lot of guys, their stuff ticks down when they get out of the stretch. So you have guys out of the windup who are 88 to 91 with a good breaking ball, you know, 80-mile-an-hour slider, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, sweeper, slider, I don't know, they got all kinds of names for shit now, but but um, you get them in the stretch and they're 85 to 87 and you can't manage running game. Like it's going to get tough quick. And if you view it through a coach's eyes, if I don't feel good about you being able to manage a running game, I can't bring you out of the bullpen with anybody on base. So you have to start a clean inning, which limits the opportunity that you can come into the game. and if you can't get a leadoff guy out now, nah, I gotta, I gotta have somebody behind you all the time because I'm worried that it's going to turn into a merry row around real quick. And we had guys with William Mary like that premium stuff, 92 to 94. And until they learned how to manage the running game, we had to be really selective about the situations that we put them in because you don't ever want to put a kid in a situation that you know, he's going to fail. Right. You know, your kid can't handle the running game and you bring him in with a guy on first base and the guy on first base and above average runner, like everybody's got a scouting report. They know you're a one six to the plate. Like they can see it in warm ups, and it's going to start. And now all of a sudden, two pitches later you're pitching with a guy in second base. You got no room for error. If you're coming in out of the bullpen and you got good stuff, you're probably pitching in a tighter spot. Um, But this is the kind of stuff that does, I don't think it's talked about enough at the high school level because it doesn't have to. Because if you're the really good arm in high school you can just strike people out so it doesn't matter that much but when you get to college it can be a rude awakening when you get there and you know your first inner squad you know you're freaking head spinning because everybody's stealing second base and stealing third base um and I think some of that for the high school and travel ball coaches listening like coach kids help them make the transition like it's it's not an easy adjustment but it's something that kids if you give them the information that they need, they can make the adjustment. You can adjust how they set so that they can get loaded up quicker. Um you can just give them a little bit of a different mindset like even just having three different pickoffs like pick on the way up, pick immediately when you come set, and pick after a pause, you've now have three weapons to hold a running game. Um but coaches need to explain that to kids and and give them a chance to be a little bit more successful when they get to college because it will pop up and it is frighteningly apparent when a kid gets on the mound. And you're like, nobody's ever talked to this kid about managing the running game.
1: Yeah. You know, pretty instantly. And the kids know because you your, your guys are going to go wild in our squad when it's like, yeah, I can, uh, I'll be standing on third in three pitches. And, you know, your, your your guys will be because it's, it, it becomes very apparent very quickly who can and who cannot hold runners. You know, the, 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 you take it a little bit further into, like, who can and can't field. You know, being able to field your position as a pitcher is a huge, huge advantage for you to actually be on the, on the field. You know, can you actually pick? Like, yes, you should pick on the way up. You should pick when you come set and hold and, and pick. But, like, can you deliver the ball to the first baseman? Can you inside move and deliver it to third? Can you jump spin and or excuse me inside move to second? Can you jump spin and deliver it to second? Or Are we just gonna are we spraying and praying all over the field and just giving them more free bases? Like, spraying and praying. You no, know, like from a from a bunt standpoint, like I know, like I, like depending on where like where your your affiliation is, like whether or not you should or shouldn't bunt. The reality is like people still bunt. Like you have to be able to field your position, like. You can if, – if somebody bunts and you figure out very quickly that the pitcher can't field his position is just going to spray and pray, like, just keep bunting. You're just going to keep scoring runs. Like, the whole idea of this game, I digress, but is to score more runs than the other team. And if you find that weakness, exploit it. So, like, you need to be able to field your position as a pitcher, and that just doesn't account for, you know, fielding bunts. Or, you know, that accounts for being able to pick that accounts for being able to have certain holds, understand that you have to hold the running game, understand where guys are, you know, do you have a balk move? Like, yes, balk moves exist that like they exist. And if you're really good at it, you don't get called and you pick a lot of people off. Like now when we played, well, not when we played in between, when we played it now, like everyone wore baggy pants. So you couldn't necessarily see that back knee buckle in. Block moved to 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 first. Now everyone we're back to tight pants. It's my, you know, high socks. Show off those jogging sticks. But you know, he, <laughs> you know, Scotty Chambers had I mean, remember Scotty's move to second base? Like it was a pure
0: ball. It was ridiculous. We was would take a guy off every crazy. single weekend and everybody knew. And immediately someone in the dugout, the head coach, We we effing went over that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like in a two man crew, you couldn't call it. And he got guys out. He was really good at it. I don't think you'd get it in a three man call in a crew, like, unless you're legitimately looking for it. But, like, he was really, really good at it. And, you know, it, it's things like that that you need to understand going into college, especially if you're an arm. Like, it's not just going to be whether or not you have the velocity on your fastball and you have the spin rate and whatever else, the, your vertical break and your sweeper. You know, it, like you have to actually be able to not only do those things and pitch, but also control running games and fielder your position and do all these things. And that's, the, the you know, to your point, like that's not talked about when you're in high school, by and large, but it's also like it's not going to be talked about in the recruiting process. Right. Like when you're getting recruited, no coach is like, hey, listen, let's get into some things that really fire me up. PFPs. they like, I love it. Like, listen, this is like, that's not a, <laughs> like, no one, no one in the history. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say no one. Cause I'm sure there's some sick sickos out there that are like PFPs fire me up, but like the vast majority of people know, like you're going to talk about like how you, what your outing went, you know, what was your fastball? Like, were you edging the plate? You know, how was your breaking ball? What's your changeup look like? Or, you know, hey, I'm throwing a splitty, whatever it is. Like, those are the things you talk about. You're not talking about like, yeah, i I do this. I have this new balk move that I've been trying out. Like, you know, there's people out there that do, but by and large, it's not. Like, you need to be able to understand that these are huge components of the college game that you need to know in order to actually get log innings on a college team. And then you need to get better at them if you want to be high, if you want to throw in leverage situations, that like, you got to be good at them. Yep, yep. Teach
0: the running game, teach how to handle it. Yeah. We sign off. Topic covered. Topic covered. Welcome to the clubhouse. Welcome to the clubhouse. Follow us on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, EMD Baseball. Uh, check us out on EMDBaseball.com. Uh, check out our other podcast, Dugout Dish. It's on Thursdays. It's awesome. Thanks, everybody.